Hello, welcome to another episode of The Human Blueprint, and we have Herman Sue, obviously, myself, Bernard, and Brian Ross. Hi. Hey. Hey, Brian. <laughs> so, Brian, can you tell us a little bit about your journey here? From when? From when you started, <laughs> because I, I remember you did a lot of personal development work. Yeah, the... Um... Well, I've been selling real estate for over 35 years now. And uh, prior to to that, I was a postman. And I've done several different jobs. I was a logger. I had my own logging business when I was a kid. Had 13 employees. I've done all kinds of different things, right? And I I believe the path that started to change my life was when I got into Amway. And I became an Amway distributor. And it wasn't so much about the products. It was about the people they introduced me to through books, tapes, seminars, that kind of thing. And that led put me on a track of, of trying to find out who I was, right? Who the guy inside was, right? Not the guy that was looking at all those fancy cars and the big dreams and the big houses and all that kind of stuff. I wanted to find out what I was all about. And I've been searching ever since, right? And uh, I've brought it into real estate, and yeah, it's been great. It's been a, a hell of a journey, a hard one, mm-hmm. and lots of challenges, a lot of right? Lessons. Lots of lessons, and I've really found out that uh, if you're going to change your life, you're going to open the door within, not without, because it's not outside, it's inside you, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how that is. Um, that's something that is coming up more and more with other people that I'm dealing with, that they're all looking for the secret outside of them and they just don't know to look inside. But it's a challenge to deal with that person inside, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a scary thing, but it's where the answers are. So how did you go get over the fear? Um... Because I was broke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be a motivator. Yeah. And I needed to make money. Yeah. And uh, I had a family. And um, I had to provide. So you just do what you have to do. And part of it was all this education that I, I took on, all the different courses I went to, did all kinds of amazing things, spent a week with Marianne Williamson in Alaska. That was incredible. And, uh, yeah, so it was just one step led me to the next step, you know, and it's like why I'm sitting here, I believe, right? Because my journey has just been constantly looking within and um, trying to discover what it is I'm all about, right? And, you know, that thing called self-actualization, well... (laughs) I believe self-actualization happens when you die, but in the process, you're learning that, right? So, yeah. Okay, that's great. And then now you're here, Uh and you met Herman. So how's the experience so far? So far, Herman's helped me out a lot. And uh, as you know, I just sold my house recently, which was the family home, and and that was um, a big, big thing for me because I lost my wife a year ago. And uh, it still affects me. Um, and, um, yeah, and through that process, Herman actually helped me last week when I was, I didn't know if I was on the right path. Like I really felt I was being lost or I didn't know what the heck was going on. Right. 
And I got real emotional about the whole thing. And uh, I asked Herman, and Herman said, take the emotions out of it, and how do you feel? So I, that's what I did, and it helped a lot. It mm-hmm. really did help me a lot to, to look at it from a clearer mind, because the emotions... Ooh, pretty emotional guy I, I couldn't tell yeah well, I've known, known Brian for a while so. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's uh, it eats me up right it really eats me up and am I doing the right thing for my family for my kid you know all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff right and uh, and I want to I want to change my life I want to I want to play all the music in me right mm-hmm. and I believe that this is the path that I'm going to do and it's um it's amazing how people come to me all the time to ask me questions about doing whatever, right? So I think to have somebody like Herman on my side is going to help me a lot, <laughs> you know? I think one thing you just didn't mention, maybe it'll help the listener understand. When you messaged me, you were a little lost because someone said to you, you were the pillar oh, of right. the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. And that's what affected you. That was a trigger. Yeah. yeah, that was a big trigger to me. Yeah. And since that, I've had other people tell me how much they're going to miss my presence in the area, right? And um, I, I never thought that I sort of left that impression with these people, you know? Like it wasn't, I didn't think I, I just was living my life, I thought, right? But you see, you're a good person and you have a good heart. And that's not, I would say, common anymore in today's world. Right. And so uh, let's speak about that in business now. Right. You've been in business in real estate 35 plus years. Yeah. For the average person who wants to be in sales or the average person who wants to sell or the average person that sees what someone else has, what's something that you can share from your perspective after all this experience that maybe would enlighten them so that they don't look for those shortcuts, that they don't know that they don't know everything? Well, be open to change big time. Um be true to who you are, really find out what it is that you are working for, right? And it just can't be money. Money isn't, I mean, money's great. And without it, it's a bit of a challenge, but it can't be the only thing, right? Like mm-hmm. it has to, you, you have to, you have to set up your business the way you want it to be. Like my business really came from walking my dog. That's what it came from. I, I live across where my house is now, is across the road from a park, and it's a big dog community, right? And I never took any business cards there. I never talked about real estate, but people just knew I sold real estate, right? Mm-hmm. And people would just come to me all the time and ask mm-hmm. me if I could sell them a house or sell a house or whatever. I mean, I've even been working in my garden and I had people come across the park and say, I was told you were the guy to come and see. And I'm going, holy mackerel, right? And it's it's like set up your business the way you want to live. Mm-hmm. You know, not it just can't be, you know, money, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Like money's the byproduct of, I think, of who you're being in the business, whatever business you choose. I think better said is if you have better self-care, then you can share that self-care with other people. And when you share that self-care, then it comes back to you in what they call abundance. But you see, so many people here every single day, they say, 
what's the secret for abundance what's this what's that and they want to know what it is but abundance is around us every mm-hmm. single moment yeah. it's the limitations you put on it every single time a thought yeah. an obstacle a fear every single thing and it's like you took it out of the equation yourself mm-hmm. yeah and so how can they get that sale how can they get what they want to achieve how can they move on when everything is just a limitation upon limitation yeah yeah and you know we're Really guilty of doing that, putting limitations on ourselves, right? Well, yeah. How does someone go from scarcity, like they're like, how I need this money to pay for whatever it is, to abundance? Let it go. I mean, I know that sounds simple and it's not. It's very challenging, right? To just let it go and whether, whether you call it God, universe, Billy Bob, whatever, right? Mary Lou, it's like you got to turn it over and just allow allow it to come to you. I mean, it's it's interesting that I wasn't really thinking about making a move. As you know, Bernard, I mean, how change is not a big thing for me. Like, I'm not good at change, right? And it's, well, you weren't good. I weren't good. I'm getting better. But it's it's like it's just coming on so strong now. It's so many changes. And it's the changes are just being presented to me. It's like somebody, it's like I have a presence around me that's saying, here, do you want this? Do you want this? And I get to choose yes or no, right? But I know that the the yeses are changing my life, right? Mm-hmm. In a big, profound way. And um, I think it's going to make me a better person. And I think it's going to allow me to help people that are dealing with change, like, you know, making decisions about changing their life. I, I honestly think that these lessons that I'm going through are to help other people for that, mm-hmm. in that, right? So that's how I feel. Because you weren't that, it wasn't too long ago, you were in scarcity. Huge, yeah. Right, so well, good. you know, with, with my wife, it was, um, as you know, what I went through, you know, I took care of her and she had Alzheimer's for, well, 10 years, basically. And to take care of somebody from that, you're not, you're not coming from a free thinking kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. You're really coming from, oh my God, can you just make me go, help me just accomplish the day, right? Because mm-hmm. it's so challenging, right? Mm-hmm. And since she's been gone, which is over a year now, and uh, I didn't want to make any changes for a year. Don't know why, but I didn't. And... Um, and now things are just happening. Things are happening. And it's it's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. well, it's funny you would mention that you don't make changes for one year. In my culture, when someone passes on, that one year you don't make any big moves. Because if you do, it shows a disrespect or a dishonorable right. to those that you've cared for or loved the most. Yeah, And that's how I felt. I really felt that mm-hmm. it was disrespectful and... And honestly, I, I, I would have regretted making any kind of major change within that year, right? Because it was, she still hasn't left me, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think for a lot of us too, we all have those that we care about. And we think that at the end of the day, that's what matters most. But every single action you take from that day, is it for the same caring of those people or is it yeah. for yourself? Because I see so many people who claim they're in sales. They say, my family is the most important to me. But watch every single action they take. Yeah. 
it's only for themselves. Oh. They're not in it for the person. They're not in it for the team. They're not in it for anyone other yeah. than themselves. Yeah. Well, the it, well, I would imagine in every industry, but I've been in real estate industry for so long. I think the ego is the thing that really destroys a lot of people. And, so, yes, go, go on. And they they um, they don't come from a real spot. They come from their ego, and the ego is not directing them in the right places. I don't believe. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a question for both of you guys. How do you determine which one's the ego and which one's your true self? Mm -hmm. like, I'll let him go first. Yeah, that's an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, again, it's to the listeners and everyone. Yeah. Because right. this is where, like, I'm listening to myself, but which self and how do you determine which self that is? I honestly believe, to me, it's how does it feel in your heart? Like, is your heart really telling you to do that? Or is it, if, is it for selfish gain, right? And, you know, the definition of ego, right? E-G-O is edging God out. And <laughs> I think that that's uh, something that you really got to take a look at and say, okay, what am I doing, right? Like, what, what am I doing, basically, right? That's what I would say. But I think listening to your heart. Okay. So for me... It's a little further than that. Is it okay if I expand? Yes, please. Okay. Of course. <laughs> no, okay. so the only reason why I ask is because you never want to show anyone up. You never want to make anyone feel they're any less because they gave an answer. That's right. all. Yeah, no way. So the first thing that when I grew up to identify if you ever had ego, you always looked at the dinner table first and foremost. Did you serve yourself first or did you serve someone else first? Hmm. That's how it starts. It's always when you put something in here first. Mm -hmm. Then that means you're only focused on you. In my culture, you have to make sure everybody who's elder than you at that table got something first before you're allowed to have your share. Mm -hmm. Because all of them are taking care of you, the village, they say, right. Right? right? So if that, you have to show your humility and humbleness and the gratitude by making sure that they have something first. I like that. So then That's you root cool. out this. Right. From thinking that I'm better than this person, I'm better than this person. It says, no, as long as everyone has a share and everyone has equal portion and everyone's cared for, I'll be cared for after. Because yeah. all, are all those people going to make you go hungry when they care for you primarily? No. no. But you see, no. the ego will lie to you and say, hmm, so-and-so didn't look. Maybe I can get an extra three in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's how it starts. Yeah. Right? Thinking that I just service this. Right. So then second part, your heart. When you hear something you don't like to hear... Where's the first thing that hurts? Your gut. Okay. Your gut or your heart. Yeah. Okay. But it's always emotionally where you feel it. When someone tells you something you don't like, emotions trigger. Right. Then you don't have control. When we train in martial arts, you're, you're told the bruntest, the bluntest thing, the most honest, brutal thing. And when I was trained... You're always told of how nothing is ever good enough because you have to make sure you know the standard to always get better, get better, get better. Not for perfectionism, not for ego, but to make sure like you understand that don't think you do it once, you can master it forever. Right. In today's world, everyone feels they learn something once, they base that false reality on that one teaching, yeah. and they think they know everything else, yeah. and nothing else gets in. So yeah, then I this, that. So then I this gets it. blocked. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. Third part, the soul. If mentally you have no control, physically you have no control, then spiritually you're not being fed. Right. 
when you're first born into this world, you're at peace, you're innocent, you're pure. Mm -hmm. That's how we're supposed to maintain so that when we leave this world, we're in the same state of being. Yeah. But what happens when people come into this world? It's liabilities, debt, cost, add on, add on, add on, add on, all these different things. So that when you live in your life, you no longer live in peace. And that everyone just wishes that you're lucky enough to rest in it. Right. And so how can you rest in it when you haven't lived it? Right. And so a lot of people just think that if they could just cheat their way into something, if they could just find a hack, if they could just find yeah. a different way to loop around as opposed to doing it the right and only way. Yeah. And that's called hard work to yeah. make sure you work on this. Yeah. Nothing goes in that shouldn't be there. You work on this. Nothing stays there that shouldn't be there. So that spiritually, you're protecting and preserving. Think of it like when you go to the airport. How many security checks before you're even allowed to get to the gate right. of your flight? Several. Several. <laughs> but when you hear a thought or someone says some words to you, immediately you let it in. Yeah. Immediately it goes in and it's like it's sat somewhere. There's yeah. no security. Right. Yeah. And no one puts up the security. But when something good comes <clears> in front <throat> of them, the security's up for that. And security yeah. says, nope, you're not allowed in. Bernard, nope. Nope. Once bitten, twice shy. So all the security goes up and it's all for all the wrong things. And it's because the ego will lie to you and make you think you'll need all the bad things to be happy and all the good things to be miserable when it's actually the opposite. Mm -hmm. it, but it's interesting with the ego that it never ends. Like, as, no matter what path you're on, it's always challenging you somewhere along the way, right? Okay. Like you're... And it's... And I... I guess for me, it's I'm more aware of it now, right? And mm -hmm. I choose which path I'm going to go, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to going the ego way, right? And it's like, it's sort of like the Tao, you know, mm -hmm. the Tao, right? Like the Tao has, you know, does nothing but leaves nothing undone, right? Like everything's done. And it's, it's um, yeah, it's sort of like if we could believe in that, you know, like... For the first nine months of our lives, we didn't have any choice. I mean, we didn't get to pick where our eyes went or our nose or mm -hmm. anything else. Everything was just done for us, right? So why can't the next 90 years just be done? How come we just can't plug into that, you know? Because people stop getting up once they fall down. Right. They didn't get the sale the first try, so they give up on sales. Right. They didn't get the job the first try, so they give up on that career. They didn't get this. They didn't get the X amount of target salary they wanted. So, you know, they go do something else. Right. Right. So it's just because they try once and they expect to just have That's it like it. that. Yeah. doesn't work. You have to earn your way up to make sure. And see, when we talked about scarcity, a lot of people who <clears> have <throat> that scarcity, they're not surrounded by necessarily those that have the life, life of abundance. Because when you're scarce, you want to be alone. You want to be singled out you want to be in the dark corner you want to feel sorry for yourself you want to feel miserable right mm -hmm. that's scarcity when you have the abundance is when you surround all the right type of people around your table and they never make you go there right but you have to earn that you have to prove that you're willing to do that for them first yeah you have to prove that you're willing to help others first before they even help you you have to prove every single time you're willing to do for them what they haven't shown you yet yeah you gotta walk the walk right? of course you do yeah no, it's, it's true. Yeah. Does the ego ever go away? <clears throat> yes, yes. But for most people, it will never. Does the ego evolve? 
So, for example, okay, okay. Let's say people on this personal development mm-hmm. journey. Yes, reading tons of books. Yes, going to tons of seminars and everything, and they're like, "Hey, I'm so aware." They of can all recite these everything. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. does the ego <laughs> use that to trick them or anything? So, you have to look at the source of where you get that from.、Mm. I've seen so many people. We had this conversation. I've met the who's who, the who thinks they are the who, everybody on a stage, <clears throat> people who've written books, everything. But when you look behind closed doors and you see how they act, it never matches up. So that's a problem. So you're expected to read a book and do something that they can't do themselves. Equation.、Mm. So then、right. it feeds your, I would say, information inside here. But it doesn't feed knowledge where you could use it to become wisdom,、mm. because you make everything sound good, and so you can argue with somebody based off of what theory in the book is. But you'll never live it until you truly believe it. And for a lot of people, when they write certain things, they're at a certain point of their life. When you read it, you may you may not be at that same point. Right. So it's hard for you to truly interpret it what it was at that level of consciousness that was written. So that's the first thing you have to understand. Second part: when we interpret something and when we try to understand something, it's not that we have to understand it necessarily always from their point of view, because certain things or certain words or certain experiences that could just speak to us from our perspective. It could be like that one little thing we needed to hear to get us to go a certain way or open up that blockage. Right. So it's good to be open, but it is fooled because once you have one little tiny positive outcome. You think, oh, it was because of that, and only that, and because of that, and only that. That's all you're going to do for the rest of your life, and you close off. <laughs>、yeah. And it's when you close off that's when you fuel only yourself,、mm-hmm. because you had a short win, so you only wanted more of your wins.、Right. How many people are at the same table, table saying, "You know what, Brian? You get some first. How about that?、Yeah. You've earned it. You know what, Bernard? You know what? You're such a kind guy. You've earned it." When you look at people at the dinner table, they can't get what's in front of them fast enough to in their <laughs> mouth, and they just swallow it,、yeah. and nobody else has a piece. Yeah, and that's the problem because everybody doesn't even know they're feeding their ego. Literally feeding、mm-hmm. it, and that's why I use the analogy at the table. Right. Because when you're a little kid, that's how you root it out in my culture. Right. Because you have to make sure. See, in Chinese, we use a certain term called sangsing, which means. You understand how to develop the right way. So when you see a tree and it say it's crooked, you want to fix it. Let's say you see something else and it's crooked, you want to fix it. Well, how come no one lives in a crooked house?、Mm. Why why don't people on a hill live in a house like that? Because it would have、right. technically been smart, easier to build it that way as opposed to level it off and then、right. build it so that gravity <clears> doesn't <throat> take over. But it's because a lot of us we have such crooked ways that we don't even realize. Everything we do is crooked, and that starts by what we choose to feed this and what we choose to feel here,、mm-hmm. because this will lie to you. And then if this can't support this, it fuels the wrong side, the dark、right. side. And then when this doesn't know who to report to to support that,、mm-hmm. it fuels more of the dark side. So when a lot of people have a lot of so-called mental illness, it's because they don't know which part to use because they're、mm-hmm. operating at two separate. How do we say operating systems? It's trying to say like use your phone. Let's have half of it Android, half of it 
iOS, right. OS, and just depending on the app, it'll choose. Is that going to work? No. Because it's written for a different program. It's right. different hardware. It's like two people driving the same car. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how far you get. <laughs> <laughs> Depends which directions you want to go, right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's interesting. And so for a lot of people listening to this, you have to be honest and truthful with yourself. Which one are you feeding? Because a lot of people are feeding the wrong one without even realizing it. And as soon as they find out where it is, what's causing it, and they are still turning their back to it, that's ignorance. And that is going to hurt society and the evolution of our species. Right. But I would imagine that a lot of people, from my experience anyhow, they think that that's the easier path to go. And it's the fastest path. You know, they don't... Who likes delayed gratification, right? Mm-hmm. So they go that route and then they they get into a, a whirlwind of just doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And they don't take time, like I said at the beginning, to open the door within, right? Because mm-hmm. they got to deal with a lot of scary stuff in there, right? But it was their choice of what they chose to grow within. That garden Mm -hmm. is all full of weeds. No more seeds anymore. Yeah. And they don't want to clean it up. Yeah. They don't want to dress it. Yeah, that's sad. It's Mm -hmm. really sad, right? And I find it interesting for you because you sell, quote unquote, sell, not from an egotistical place. No. You sell from here. Yeah. The heart. And you really connect with your... Yeah, Your customers I've lost a lot of business over the years telling people this is not the right thing to do. Don't sell your house. Keep your house. And I've rearranged financing. I've done whatever I could so that they could stay in the house instead of moving. And I mean, for me, yes, it cost me thousands of dollars. But for them, they didn't want to move. It wasn't. I could feel it. They didn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't do it. I would teach them how to hold on to their property, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and yeah, and I, I mean, when I'm showing houses, I can tell before I even go in the house whether it's the house for them, right? Like, I really don't have to show the house, but I got to go through the exercise, right? But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, I do, and I'll tell them whether it's the right house or not, right? And, uh, yeah, but that's what I've always done. And because I always thought sales was like, okay, you got to close the sale. You got to close that deal. <laughs> well, you do, but, you know, I think you can do it in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's just not about the sale. It's just not about that sale. It's about the 10 or 20 other sales that they're going to refer to you mm-hmm. because you did the right thing. That's yes. Right? And then you don't have to look for business. You're doing your garden and people are telling you, you know, go over and talk to that guy doing his garden, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's why my business grew the way it did, mm-hmm. right? And I believe that, right? I believe that. And that's why we brought you on here because mm-hmm. that's the business and this quote unquote spiritual side or whatever you want to call this. And it just meshes together. Yeah. And that's you. Thank you. Right? <laughs> you're, you're able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's just not about, as I said before, you got to be true to yourself and develop and build your business the way you want to live your life, right? And this is the way I chose my life. I don't want the garden of all the weeds, right? <laughs> I don't want that. That's too hard, right? That's yeah. too much work and too much effort. Why not enjoy? Why not enjoy every day, 
mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm very, very fortunate. I'm very lucky that I'm in the profession that I'm in, and and I respect it. And I, I never ever thought I would be able to do it, right? Like, I remember my principal telling me at, I don't know, grade two or something, you're never going to amount to anything, and you're going to have to be a truck driver or a carpenter or something, which. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with either one of those professions, but for her, she thought that I would never amount to anything. I wish I could see her now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I didn't believe her. I, mm-hmm. I just didn't believe in that, right? I believed that I was, I could do more. I could do more. And I honestly believe that Amway was the start because it, it introduced me to books and People I'd never ever thought I didn't even know they were out there. It was amazing. It was incredible, right? So, so how do we get more companies and businesses and salespeople and all that to to get to where you're at? It's Number one, they got to be years. open. They got to be open to it, right? And um, it's um, depending upon the owners of the companies, right? A lot of people are afraid of this because. They want little machines that look like a certain way and act a certain way and say the same thing. And they want these little machines to go out and produce, 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 right? But, and that's okay for the company because the company's making money. But those little machines are losing themselves. They'll burn with, out. Well, they'll burn out, but it's more than that. Like, what's, what's your life about? Like, mm-hmm. do you get to play the music out that's in you? Do you, or do you just, you know, repetition of doing the same thing over and over and over again, right? Like, that would drive me nuts. So So one thing I I think we should all take away is it's never a wrong time to do the right thing because Mm -hmm. it's always the right time to do the right thing. Secondly, when we help a lot of Fortune 500 companies, a lot of these athletes, you know, a lot of times when they have an issue, they sometimes don't even know how bad their issue is they just think it's one little hiccup but then that one little hiccup goes unaddressed early it how do we say compounds Mm -hmm. compounds 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 and for a lot of people in business they don't realize when you look at let's say sports teams or number one companies it's because they do something different that the others are not willing to do and what that is as leadership shows that they actually care about those machines you're talking about. Right. They actually know the names of their wives, the children. Yep. They know when those birthdays are. Mm-hmm. They know when those anniversaries are. They know when something's wrong with that person. They know when something they need, and they're willing to step up and help them. Yeah. That's what takes a company from being non-Fortune 500 to actually going above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing I with the athletes, that. right? Mm-hmm. And so when you look at the best teams that win <clears> the championships, you look at their leadership. From the top down, they, they have that same understanding. It's like, we don't treat them like a machine. We treat them yeah. better than one. Yeah. We treat them like what they're supposed to be, a human. Yeah. Better than a human, right? Yeah. Well, I know that the company that I work for, Remax Hallmark, Kenny McLaughlin, who owns the company, and he knew what I was going through with, you know, with my wife and dealing with all, and he treated me with a lot of respect. He was a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that guy. He mm-hmm. was he was there for me when it was rough, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at his company, it's number one. Yeah, he's huge, right? Right, mm-hmm. he's huge. But Didn't he's, get there by mistake. 
No, no. <laughs> he's he's really given a lot. I mean, he's a he's a very um, good businessman, and he's you know he's success very successful and all that. But he's got a heart of gold. Mm -hmm. You know, he he cares. He really cares, right? And I'm I mean I've known him for. 30, 40 years, right? So we go way back. But uh, yeah, he, he's, yeah, he really gave from the heart mm -hmm. to me, you know, which was, I really admire that, that man. He's a good guy. And the results show. Yeah. And the results show. Yeah. He's got an amazing, successful business with powerhouse agents, like huge, high producing real estate agents. A lot of them could use a lot of this, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of them don't know how to let go of that powerhouse, you know, mm. like, the, like if I, if I wander over here a little bit, I'm going to lose <laughs> over here, you know, so it's, it's education, right? It's educating them. And that, that's why I want to ask you, Herman, it's like, why do these people hold on to these things? Because they think this is going to bring them happiness. They think that they've always been told the materialistic thing outside is happiness, yes, yeah. but that's just riches. Yeah. But when you're understanding abundance, you understand wealth means you can afford everything that money can never buy. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. Mm -hmm. If you just want the riches, it's going to be fleeting. Yeah. It's never going to be able to keep because you're only as good as your last sale. Yeah. So what happens when you don't get a sale? Then the riches start to deplete, deplete, deplete. Yeah. But the wealth says, you know what, it's always going to be here and it's going to compound because I'm going to find others that are wealthy and we're going to grow that. Yeah. And we're going to do something and make the world a better place. Yeah. Yeah. That's wealth. Yeah, and, and you never have to look for business. Mm -hmm. Business just walks through the door for you. It's, it's the most amazing thing. It really is. It's just... And people just don't get it. They don't get it. For some reason, they don't get it. And why I got it in the beginning, I have no idea, but I got it. <laughs> but you got it. <laughs> well, it's one, one of the things that Herman mentioned about like, bitter before sweet. Right. And so it seems like he went through a lot and did, through, and did a lot of right things, even though it didn't seem like it would pay off immediately. Yeah. Like doing the, again, doing what's right for the client. Yep. Then now it's paying off. Yeah. Right. But so many people, I guess, want that glitz and glamour and they want that immediate gratification. So they're like, okay, I got to do this now so I can buy something. Yeah. Right. But in the end, we know a lot of people that it never works out. No. Yeah. It's expensive. No. And they lie to themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I heard once the difference between a big shot and a small shot. A big shot was a small shot that just kept on shooting. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, you just got to keep on shooting. Mm -hmm. But do it the way you want to do it. The right way. The right way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's how I feel. Well, the world, at least business-wise, for sure, this is a whole different, different level of sales, quote unquote, mm -hmm. sales. Where it's really that connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every time two people meet, I think there's a sale that's been done. Usually, it's the wrong person that's sold. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that was a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was well, great. Well, thank you I for joining us. Thank you. It was awesome. <laughs> thank you both. Yeah. Thank all thank of you. us. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. No. And thank, thank you for listening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you to all of you. <laughs>